Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. We are back for the continuation of the Seven Spirits of God series. For this episode, we will be covering the spirit of counsel and might. Let's read Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. This is our main passage for this series. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root, and the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Amen. And again, all of these things uh, are on Jesus and in Jesus. So they are also on and in us, and we have access to them. So today we're covering the spirit of counsel and might. Let's talk about counsel. The definition of that is advice, especially that which is given formally legal counsel. Okay, and then might. It's the power to do something, a force, like a force, not to force someone to do something, but a force or might or strength. So you can help even counsel others at times. A few years back, I remember life coaches, they were like kind of a really big deal, sort of a buzzword, um, even a fad. And during that time, I was doing some training at a specific place. And then they were like, hey, there's another free class that you can take. And they were just talking about it having to do with life coaches. And I was a little bit leery for some reason. And I didn't know why. But when I got to the class, I realized why. Um, That class was free, but basically it was kind of like an infomercial. And then after you took that free class, they wanted to charge you, you know, to take another class that taught you how to be a life coach. And it was all these different things. I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of like a pyramid scheme or like Amway, or I felt like I was at a timeshare in the moment. Um, And I'm not saying you shouldn't get help and life coaches are great. You know, when you need help, get wise counsel. Uh, Most importantly, get Holy Spirit-led therapy. And there are times for that where we reach out and we have someone else help us. But the truth is, we have access as believers to the spirit of counsel whenever we need it for ourselves and to help guide others when they need good counsel. So let's take a look at the story of Esther I believe we have a really good example here of the spirit of counsel and might working together. So just to give you a little background, Esther had been made queen. No one knew that she was a Jew. And at the time, there was an edict that had been signed by the king, like a law, to destroy the Jews. And something had to be done. Now, Mordecai was Esther's uncle, kind of her caretaker, basically. And he sent word to Esther that this was happening. He's like, you need to do something. Use your clout as queen. But the problem was that if she went before the king without being summoned, she could potentially be killed instantly. That was the law. So, of course, if she was killed instantly, like she would be afraid to do it. So I imagine that she was apprehensive and didn't want to go. How many know she needed some counsel? This would be a big risk. So we're going to pick up in Esther 4 and read verses 12 through 16. 
When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go and gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Okay, so Mordecai, he gave counsel to Esther. Now, this is Old Testament, so he didn't have Holy Spirit like we do. But he still had God. He was a God-fearing man. How many remember Simeon in the Bible? He had Holy Spirit upon him. So we don't really know the extent of Mordecai's connection, but he gave good counsel at a crucial time in history. And we can do the same. Let's talk about Esther. You know, that's a gutsy move. How many know she needed the spirit of might, strength, to take what could have been a fatal risk? And I think it's interesting, we need to note that she fasted. You know, fasting, it actually strengthens us. It causes our focus to go toward the Lord instead of whatever other thing might be happening. You have an Esther in your life that needs you to access the spirit of counsel on their behalf. And some of you listening are Esthers who need others to access the Spirit for you. I suspect that we play both roles at some point or even multiple points throughout our lives. So the question begs, do we realize that we are Mordecai's and Esthers? Are we accessing this Spirit of God, receiving the counsel and might, and then sharing with boldness what the Spirit says? If you've caught the other episodes in this series, you might remember that we used a menorah illustration, or I basically explained the idea of the menorah with the spirit of the Lord being the center sort of spirit, and then the other spirits branching off on each side. And how many know if you're going to use might, you need counsel. These two things balance each other out well. You might be strong, but without some support, some good counsel, you may go off like a loose cannon and make things worse. Speaking of counsel, there's another form of counsel that we think about, like counseling as in therapy, like healing for the soul. We could call it sozo counsel, which sozo is a word in the original text, saved, healed, and delivered. So just an example in your life, you may have some sort of a trauma or an accident or something bad happened. Maybe someone spoke something over you in your life, and those things can be very damaging at times. Sometimes a spirit of trauma, for example, can come. And we need the Spirit of God. We need counsel to come and bring freedom and healing in that way. I remember I had a dream recently that I was with this college-age girl that I knew, and we were in a car, and she was driving, and it was a snowstorm, and it was really bad out, and she was just driving really fast and really unsafe and just trying to get through the storm. And in the dream, I knew 
that there was some stuff that she had been through with her father. And in the dream, I was sharing these sort of sozo we talked about, saved, healed, and delivered. I was sharing these techniques with her and offering counsel. And we had talked about the need for forgiveness toward her dad, for her to be able to get through this and to get healthy and to make it through the storms of life. And when I woke up, I just began to ask the Lord about this dream. And I knew in the natural she had had some issues with her father. And so I just felt like the Lord was saying, if you see her, then you can help her. She needs to forgive her father. And I haven't run into her yet, but I really feel like I will. And I'll have something to ask her about and, you know, see if the Lord allows me to help her through accessing his spirit of counsel. You know, and even if that doesn't happen that I see her anytime soon, at a minimum, you know, I've been praying for her since I've had that dream. I prayed right when it happened and I've thought about it a couple other times. So don't disregard your dreams. That could be the Lord speaking to you so you can help someone, not just through praying for them. That's important, but sometimes it's actually to have a tough conversation, to actually offer counsel, to offer help, to offer compassion, to be Jesus to the people around you. In Proverbs eleven fourteen, it says, For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. That's the NIV, but let's read the NLT as well. Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. And then the last version we're going to read is the ESV. Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Get wise counsel. Be wise counsel. You don't have to take in everything anybody tells you, but ask the Holy Spirit to show you who you can trust and who you can count on. So we're going to continue on and read 2 Samuel chapter 6. And I just want to give the background of this passage that we're about to read. God had been very clear. Um, The Ark of the Covenant was where his presence was, and it should be carried on the shoulders of men, not oxen. Okay, so in this passage, they were transporting the ark on oxen. So they were not following God's ways. But let's read what happens in 2 Samuel chapter 6. We're going to read 1 through 7. David again brought together all the able young men of Israel, 30,000. He and all his men went to Bala in Judah to bring up from there the ark of God which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim on the ark. They set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, not Ohio, but Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it, and Ahio was walking in front of it. David and all Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord, with castanets, harps, lyres, timbrels, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God, because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of the irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down, and he died there beside the ark of God. Okay, so... A side note on this, Uzzah 
means strength. Specifically, it means her strength as in Israel's strength, okay, people's strength. Some could argue that Uzzah was moving in his own strength, not in the spirit of might or strength, not in God's strength. He took things into his own hands, literally, right? Not in God's ways. Therefore, things went south for him for sure. How many have done that before? You just kind of take things into your own hands, sort of stop consulting the Lord and asking him what to do. Yeah, I've been there. When we move in power, it has to be by his power and his strength. First Corinthians 4.20, it says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. In Colossians chapter 1, we're going to read verses 9 through 14. Powerful passage of scripture here. It says, And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Come on. I know you're clapping right along with this. This is awesome. So smack in the middle of this amazing passage, Verse 11, it says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. This is for us, God's people. Come on. We have strength and might so we can endure and be patient with joy. We all love joy. Come on. We don't always like to endure or be patient, but how many like joy? Come on, it's a third of the kingdom. I feel like we've covered some good stuff today. I'm going to go ahead and close out with a prayer. Lord, we thank you that you strengthen us according to your glorious might so that we may endure, that we can display patience and that we can have joy and release that to others. I bless everyone listening with an encounter with you, Holy Spirit, as the spirit of counsel and might. Lord, we yield to your spirit and are willing to step up and access your counsel and might. And we declare that we will be bold in sharing what we hear from you to bring the kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 